morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this uh, broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is great potential in you already. However, it's going to take some self-discovery. It's going to take some hard work for you to develop yourself to the point where you'll be able to deploy that potential in fulfilling the purpose for which you were created for. We are talking about the issue of racism. And yesterday, I touched on some very important points that it's worth recalling so that we can understand the baseline that was set yesterday. This issue may be very complicated. However, there is a simple solution. I started from a certain vintage point and I laid down a baseline, which I'm going to repeat today so that it's going to help us figure our way out. Solutions should not necessarily be complicated. Solutions don't have to be complicated for them to work. Before we move ahead, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I need your help. And there are three things we can do to help. The first one is to share this content. Share it with other people, share it with your friends. It doesn't take a lot of effort to click the share button. If you're watching this live on Facebook, invite other people to join you. Share, share, share. The second thing you can do Number two, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The more people who subscribe, the better. We need to get this positive message out. We are not at the mercy of racism. Racism is dead. Racism can be defeated. Racism is a smokescreen. We need the courage to see beyond that smoke screen and get to the root of the issues that is dividing us, that is causing so much mayhem. There is a solution. We can rise above the tide of racism. The last thing I will encourage you to do is to get a copy of this book. Racism, where is your sting? A provocative look at the beginning and end of racism. This book was written by me in 2018, when I went to the library in 2017 and saw my son interacting with a kid from China 
the two of them could not communicate using any audible language. However, they were able to cooperate to build some structures using building blocks at the public library. And it dawned on me that if children can get along, adults should do likewise. For you to understand where I'm coming from, it's critical that you read the book so that you can have a complete picture. If you take only a snapshot of what I'm going to be saying, it's going to be very easy for you to draw the wrong conclusions. And that's why I strongly suggest that you get the book, read the book, so we can have this conversation. The book right now is available for free download on Kindle. I just made it free for the next couple of days. You can download a free copy, read it, share it with other people, encourage other people to get a copy, and let's truly look at this problem. Some people have the opinion that we shouldn't talk about it. It's going to go away. It's not going to go away. And talking about it is not trying to add fuel into the flame. I'm just asking questions. I'm raising up concerns. And I'd like all of us to take a, a moment and think about some of the language that we use and some of the things that we believe. Because the white and black divide is a social construct. There's nobody who, has, who is as white as a white sheet of paper. Now, if the color white is no longer what it is, and if the color black is not what it is, then something is not adding up. Do we have the courage to stop and ask the right question? It's actually black. But if you look at the color of my face and the color of my skin, it's not the same color with this T-shirt. If I look like the color of my T-shirt to you, then color seems not to mean what it is. And those are some of the things that we must raise these questions, talk about them, and make sure we're using the right terminology. Because if we don't do it, it's going to be very difficult for us to get out of this quagmire. I'm not talking about racism because I want to pass blame. I'm not talking about racism because I'm angry with somebody. I'm not talking about racism because I've been paid to. I'm not representing any political party here. And I'm not even trying hard to be politically correct. What I'm doing is this. There is a problem. People are hurting. All of us are hurting. There is a tendency in every human being to be racist. This is a very serious statement I've just made. I don't expect everybody to accept it. If you follow along with me, you'll understand where I'm coming from. I'm here to provide a very simple solution. 
stoke the fires of division and hate that some are doing. Yesterday, I said that we are not the result of some cosmic accident. We did not just appear here by chance. That was the preamble to me setting my baseline. And this is the baseline that I set yesterday. If we don't have a baseline to measure where we are going, it's going to be very difficult to figure out if we've made any progress. And this is a ground zero that I'm calling everybody to start from. The ground zero is this. God created mankind in his image and likeness. It says in Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. He created them, male and female, in his image. None is superior. Men and women are equal in the image and likeness of God. There's a difference between being equal yet being different. The woman is different from the man and the man is different from the woman. However, it doesn't make any of them superior to the other. God created all of us and we are all equal. That's why in the Congress of July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States was as follows. We hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All men, and men in this context is not referring to man alone, is referring to all humanity, all mankind. Men and women make mankind. We are all created equal, equal. None is superior, none is inferior. This is the baseline. 
if you don't accept this, that we all started equal, it's going to be very difficult to unwind the lies that many are believing. And that is why it is, it is wrong to say because somebody has more or less melanin, it somehow makes them less human. It's evil. Because those who are doing that are saying that that which God said is good, that which God said is equal, has become unequal. You may be a business owner, or you're working on a team, and you're thinking, what in the world has this got to do with my professional life? Can I suggest that it has a lot to do if you are a team member and the other team members believe that you are inferior, automatically your ideas are going to become inferior, your contribution will be inferior, you end up with a dysfunctional team. It's going to hit your bottom line sooner or later because some excellent ideas would never see the light of day because the other team members don't value each other and to listen to contributions from everybody. If I were you and I'm the owner of a business or I'm a leader and I want to see my team function at its full potential, I will listen to this and pass this message on. All men are created equal. It is wrong to use our cultural differences to insist that because we dress differently, we eat differently, or we speak differently, it somehow makes us inferior human beings. All the externals can be changed. They don't define us. And we shouldn't use it to define each other. Given time and exposure, people can learn. It, 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 it doesn't make sense. Let, let's say if, if you took a fish out of the water and you ask the fish and the monkey to climb a tree, who is going to win? The monkey, definitely. Why? Because the fish is out of its environment. Does it mean out of a sudden the monkey is more superior to the fish? No, it's not. And that is why we need to be careful when we're using cultures and, and the externals to evaluate and add value to other humans. We're going to get into all that. I just brought this baseline today to let us know that when God created us, we're all equal. 
there was harmony between first man, Adam, and Eve. Harmony between the two of them and harmony between God and his creation. God placed them in the Garden of Eden. I know some of you are like, dude, you're crazy. You believe those stories? Do you even know what is more crazier? Believing that we are a result of some accident and there's no meaning and purpose in our lives. That is even crazier. Do you know what is even crazier? Believing that somehow, because some people have more melanin in their skin, they are less intelligent, they are less human. That is even crazier. Do you know what is even more crazier? Believing that our sole purpose in life is to pass our genes to the next generation. That life has no meaning and no purpose. And if that was the case, why do we even bother talking about living together in harmony and loving each other? We are created. And when God created us, he gave us an assignment. He didn't leave Adam and Eve to just roam around. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God did not say rule over each other, rule over the fish and the birds and the animals. Now, there was perfect harmony. The first man and woman had an assignment and they were living very well until something happened. We are talking about the first broken relationship. Racism is a manifestation of broken relationships between people interacting. If we're all getting along, honoring, cherishing each other, we won't be having this conversation. However, there is a problem because the relationship between us is not in harmony. And for us to understand what has gone wrong, we have to go back, way back, way back before the United States of America. And I've said part of why I'm doing this is because I wasn't born and raised in the US. And the manifestation of racism is not uniquely American. It's a big mistake to think that racism is some American thing, that it, 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 the, the other issue that was, was raised is a speech made by uh, President Barack Obama, who said uh, racism is in the DNA of the United States of America. Racism is in the DNA of the United States of America. I dare to disagree with that. If racism, you don't change DNA, isn't it? 
what he was saying is that racism is in grind. Racism, racism is part and parcel of the United States. It's, it's, it's so ingrained in a way that there's no hope. Well, from his own mouth, he is the first black president of the United States. How did he get there? How was he elected twice? He won the Iowa caucus. Iowa is what, 80, 85% Caucasians? How did they vote for a, a black guy to win and become president? Please, hold your rotten tomatoes. This is not about Obama. It's about the fact that when words are thrown out and people lash onto them, we need to think carefully. If racism was part of American DNA, there's zero chance that Obama would have become president. Zero chance. I think there should have been a better way to express whatever sentiment that he had. Racism is not in the DNA of America. Racism, as you're going to find out, is well older than every civilization that we've had, including the United States of America. And if we don't go back to the beginning, we are lost. It's going to be very difficult for us to find our way out. Legislation alone is not enough. If that was the case, we will not be having this conversation with all the laws that have been passed in the country to help us get along. The first relationship between Adam and Eve and God was in harmony. I remember reading that God came to the garden in the cool of the evening to have fellowship and communion with Adam and Eve. He created them. They are our first parents, placed them in the Garden of Eden and gave them very specific instructions. In addition to the fact that he said they should rule and subdue and have dominion, he said of all the fruits in the garden, the only one that they shouldn't eat, it is tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He gave them everything and placed a little restriction. However, as time went on, something went terribly wrong. God gave instructions and the first couple decided to listen to the instructions of the devil. Now, this is, this is what happened. It is written, you know, the devil met the woman one day and asked her, did God really tell you not to eat of this fruit? And if God did, you know what? God is hiding something from you. He doesn't want you to become like him. He doesn't want you to know good and evil. The devil gave a suggestion. 
Eve forgot that she was already created in the image and likeness of God. And that is why information and what we believe is so critical. I hope you're listening to me. I don't know, who, what do you believe about who you are? Are you the result of some accident? Do you believe you are created in the image and likeness of God? Do you believe that you are equal to all other human beings? Then why do you need other people to validate you? Why do you need other people to say you are human enough? We don't need respect from people. If God says that you are, you, you are created in this image and likeness, you should start believing that. Unfortunately, we easily get distracted. And that's what happened with Eve. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, appetite, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. Oh, 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 things are going south. So they sewed fig trees together and made covering for themselves. That is recorded in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 7. I'm from the New International Version. The woman saw the fruit, the eyes. And she realized it was good for food. I mean, there was many other fruits for her to eat. But when she saw this one, there was something special about it. It was pleasing in the eye. And she also had a desire to gain wisdom. When she ate the fruit, when she disobeyed God, her senses became corrupted. That is going to be what we'll look in depth at tomorrow because all prejudices, bigotry, hate, which are manifestations of racism, are done using the senses, using the senses. We see, we hear, and we re react accordingly. When the woman ate the fruit, she stopped believing what God has said about her. She preferred to believe the devil. And a cataclysmic rupture occurred between God and man. The relationship between God and man was broken. Sin, S-I-N, was introduced. And right up to today, we're still dealing with the consequences of sin. The good news is that there is a solution to sin. We're going to get into that along the line. We are not at the mercy of sin. The relationship between the man and the woman was also impacted. 
as a result of this disobedience by our first parents. Tomorrow, we are going to look at what actually transpired spiritually and physically when this act of disobedience took place. And it's going to relate it to the manifestation of the hostilities that we are now having when humans meet, when humans interact with each other. No matter where you are on the face of the globe, because of sin, people are prone to taking advantage of each other, lying, cheating, committing adultery, you name it. It's the manifestation of this idea that we can do without God. That is my baseline. That is how the first relationship was broken and why we're having really broken relationships today. Stick around, we're gonna go through this. It's a lot of history. We've started way back from the beginning and we're gonna move slowly over the course of human history to see where we've been through and how we got to where we are today and the solution for the way forward will be provided. Get a copy of your book, read alongside, access. This has been broadcasted on multiple channels. That is why I can't interact with you live. However, if you have questions, if you have any concerns, if it's write them on the chat, I'm going to respond to them. If you agree with what I'm saying, fine. If you don't agree, be respectful. But if you choose not to be respectful, that is fine as well. I've already received a lot of rotten tomatoes and name calling and all that, and it doesn't change anything. The number is 214-908-3963. And the email is eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. eternalkingdom101 gmail.com. You have been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with I Am Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential, develop that potential, and deploy it. Until next time, God bless you. Stay tuned for more updates.